1: Welcome to another week of our podcast, Med Family. I am Eric Acker, the host with Karen. Hey, guys. Um, so this week, we, we're just going to do a quick update with what we're up to. We're, again, recording a day late. Um, that's my, mostly my <laughs> fault, but uh, I think Karen had dreams of trying to do the recording on like a thir- uh, Sunday or Monday night, and we just did not get around to it and Tuesday I was traveling uh, to and from Fayetteville, so I got back pretty darn late, so (laughs) I don't think it was not going to be, the podcast wasn't going to get done yesterday, so here we are today, and uh, so we wanted to talk a little bit about this week's uh, happenings, and then get into our rank order list, and talk a little bit more candidly about who was our number one, and why we ranked them where we ranked them, and on down the list. So, what happened this week, Karen?
0: (laughs) So, we are trying to get all of the doctor's appointments that we can get in, in. (laughs) Um, Our insurance is going to switch over here pretty soon, obviously, but again, Eric's going to go into residency, so having all five kids, it's difficult sometimes to get them in, and have somebody watch. And since we're going to be moving to a new area, we'll have less support. And so trying to get them all in <laughs> Excuse you. me. Um but uh, we won't we will just miss out on Judah's um four year old appointment and Evie's six month appointment. So we'll see how fast we can get um, insurance turned around and see if we can't get them in with a new pediatrician in Fayetteville, but um, so working on doctor's appointments, um, for most of the kids, we have been packing not quite as much as I would have liked, but uh, we are working on um, all the little only things the essentials, the
1: house. like pressure washing, random things.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> Eric, Eric has been uh, he got the pressure washer out, it broke, he fixed it. But he is halfway through pressure washing our rug. Um, It is amazing how much sand is in that thing. Um, But he super gross. (laughs) Oh, it's so gross! But it's
1: also like pretty cathartic as well, because you hit that thing with the pressure and just like brown fluid starts flowing out of it, and you're just like, ah, it's getting cleaner. So, uh, (laughs) pressure washing is like one of those really nice cathartic things you just do. And, like, as you're working, you can just see how, like, amazing it looks after. And it feels really good. Like, very rewarding. Would recommend it. 10 out of (laughs) 10.
0: But, um, originally, Eric got it out to pressure wash the walkway up to the house. And then he... Got
1: most of that done.
0: Most of our house is... (laughs) Our current rental is brick. But there's some sections up, like, the arch... Vinyl. Yeah, that's vinyl and it's turning a little green, so Eric's like, I'm gonna pressure wash it, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is a people, rental." people are coming on Saturday <laughs> to walk through the rental, the house needs to be clean, and our boxes need to be out of the house and yeah. in the garage, and, nah. and Eric's like, eh, this nah, is what I'm gonna we'll do. We'll get it done. <laughs> so I'm oh, sure. so
1: Karen finally lets me know how she feels about <laughs> my pressure washing expeditions. I see. The truth comes out.
0: <laughs> but, um... I'm just saying it's important. It's just not as important as the inside.
1: As when the, her way of saying it's on the bottom of the list.
0: It is on the bottom
1: of my list. <laughs> but,
0: you know. okay. Um, okay. <laughs> well, glad we had this talk.
1: <laughs> it's good to have these conversations from time to time.
0: But, no, ultimately, I mean, it's been going pretty well. Um, we have most of everything that we need reserved reserved so the moving van uh airbnb
1: the rental car for the way back
0: the, <laughs> uh, we have not completed the storage unit we have a quote but we they're they hard to nail down they're, yeah they're hard to nail down so i don't know if we still are uh, missing with them we might be looking into another one but um Yeah, it was nice uh, this week er, or yesterday. Eric went up or down or whatever. Up North North Carolina's north. (laughs) He went up to Fayetteville. (laughs) East of here. (laughs) He got a look at the house. We did the inspection. We did the bug inspection since it's the south. Um, Bugs. So many bugs. (laughs) He had a couple other meetings there as well. Drove by the hospital. Drove by a fellow student's apartment complex just to give them um, Uh, a
1: stabbing index rating (laughs) (laughs) because you know some some places are a little shadier than others and
0: um his apartment is closer when
1: when you're when you're doing this sort of thing this particular person lives in florida and he applied to and uh, got accepted to rent an apartment sight unseen so you know, you never know what you're really walking into, especially if you've never been to the city, you don't know anything about it, and you just read something out of the blue. You're kind of at the mercy of <laughs> what you can possibly glean from the information. So I, he just asked me to like go by and make sure the place actually existed. Uh, and I just told him, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do that, and I'll let you know how likely I, you are to get stabbed. Uh, <laughs> so He's not good. very likely. It's a good. good. It's, a, it's a good spot. It's a good spot. He's in yeah. good shape.
0: So... Um, yeah, overall, we're checking off boxes. So, um, I think we still have the assessment for the house and, um, the septic tank, uh, inspection.
1: An appraisal. Do you see appraisal? Yeah, we have an appraisal this week too.
0: Yeah. So those are the few things that we have left. Most of the loan documents are done. So we're making good progress in purchasing the home. The,
1: the school stuff is is going, uh, the program stuff is going good. All the documents are going in. There's, I f- think, like three more documents I still have to kind of submit. And then ECFMG is dragging their feet on my credentialing. <laughs> it is very frustrating. Um, but um, as an IMG, you're just going to have to learn that ECFMG exists and they, they they march to the beat of their own drum. So some, for I example, think,
0: I think it wouldn't bug Eric as much if, like, so him and another student have su- submitted theirs like over a month ago, and then we're this, still waiting on both of us are waiting, still waiting on it. Whereas um,
1: another student, this
0: other student that's in North Carolina,
1: like submitted it last <laughs> Thursday, and, and it's, it's already, already done. Already done. Just like oh, so I like, you know it's not first in first out, huh? It's like Whatever, <laughs> whatever you feel like.
0: But it. It, it could be like we we. it could be that they have different workflows based off of where you fall in the alphabet. Like these people work the, these and the, yeah, so, yeah, so maybe, maybe yeah. I don't know. That's how the clinic used to do it.
1: I, I only feel better because another student, a friend of mine, is also in the same boat. We both submitted our diplomas on the same day. We've both called ECFMG. We've both gotten the statement like, oh yeah, we're working on it. We do have everything. You just need to sit and wait. And it could take ten to fifteen business days. And then, oh, it's almost fifteen business days. We'll leave a note for them to go ahead and work on it. So we're both in the same boat. So <laughs> <laughs> not being left behind it, which makes me feel a little bit better, but <sighs> due dates are coming, so you just want to get you, you just wanna get stuff done and uh, it's sometimes very frustrating that eCFMG works on their, their own pace but there's nothing else I can do there's nothing I can change about it it is just the way it is and so
0: so progress wise i think we're doing all right perfect
1: so let's switch over to rank order list yes so probably i'm trying to, i i've been trying to we've been teasing this for a few weeks and i've been trying to figure out how i want to talk about this and (laughs) and like how do you how do i tell you about my rank order list what was number one what was number 10 because i only had 10 interviews um without insulting anyone so i guess i I, let's (laughs) let's go to the top and say just the ground rules of this like i was happy to get all 10 of my interviews Uh, obviously there are going to be programs you like more than others are going to be programs as an individual you're going to kind of get along with better you have better feel feelings for and other ones are not going to uh, fit with how you view I don't know (laughs) life being like you know maybe you don't like the area as much etc so you, you make you make a list and stuff based on your own criteria uh, and it's kind of like dating in that regard, like not everyone is meant for everyone. So uh, I, I don't ever want to give the impression that if I ranked this program number 10, it was absolutely awful. It just wasn't right for me or it wasn't uh, the most interesting or exciting for me it doesn't mean that's not a good program it doesn't mean it doesn't have a good education it doesn't mean I wasn't grateful to have an interview with them because honestly I I think all the programs I interviewed with were all decent programs they all had something to offer and you know I was pretty excited to have them and I was pretty lucky to have 10 interviews in general I know some people who didn't have any and some people who had very few so I'm just very happy to have had 10 so I definitely don't want to uh, insinuate that any of these programs are less than, uh, but I figured we would just kind of go through the rank order list and talk about why, why each program for me ended up where they did. So you can understand my process. And then when it comes time, if you're going to do this in the future, it comes time for you to do it, then maybe you can borrow from our ideas or you can build your own process. So, uh, so I I feel
0: like we, we, so we grouped them in different, like but three we had different our, tiers. Yeah, we had our top three, we had our middle, and then we had our bottom three. Our bottom three, ish. Yeah. So, um, the top three for Eric. So we went with his his ranking, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> I I had my own opinions, which were taken into account. But ultimately, the decision was his because he's it's the program that he's going to be in. So. The way we ranked it was Creighton in Phoenix, and then um, Cape Fear, North Carolina, and then um,
1: Magnolia,
0: Magnolia in Mississippi. So, um, what, what what was your
1: top three? Like, if you were gonna make those three into your order, what was your order?
0: Mine, <laughs> selfishly, was North Carolina. And I it was a toss up between Creighton and Mississippi, okay um I liked so as much as so we had ranked the programs, we knew which programs we liked. I knew that those were Eric's top three, so when I was looking at them, I obviously was looking at um. Things that I would have to deal with, right? So <laughs> <laughs>
1: we would have to deal with some of this stuff. Cost no, of living for one.
0: No cost. Of, so co- Cre- Creighton. That was the biggest ding for me. Is cost of living in so Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona yeah. is very expensive, and it would have been about half of our take home, which would make things very tight. Um, which we have had things very tight before, and I know that we can do it, but. Do we want to? <laughs> so, but then for me, some of the pluses for Phoenix was we already know a Trinity family that is in that program. So that's one major plus. Um, and then when we were ranking, there were about five other students that were ranking programs. In that area, quite high, and so the probability of one of us, of us matching alongside another student in the same area, um, it felt was like relatively it was gonna be high. Was relatively high. Um, ironically enough, nobody, nobody matched. <laughs> nobody nobody, nobody has, in, in that, that group, group matched. matched in the, and
1: it, there was still some Trinity people I know of that matched. Uh, at Creighton in, in Phoenix area, but no um, one that we're particularly close to.
0: Right. So, th- those were some of the like pros and cons for me. It had nothing to do with the program. Um, Mississippi was nice just because we could afford a home. Um, they are relatively homeschool friendly, um, and that was that. North Carolina. Well,
1: the, the other things, like the, I mean, if we were going to the do schools, they apparently had some of the, the best school district in all of Mississippi.
0: That is correct.
1: Um, it was in like the north, northeastern part of Mississippi. So it put us in an area that we were relatively close to some of the family. Like if Karen's parents ever moved to Mississ- uh, Tennessee, yeah. uh, we wouldn't be too far from Tennessee. My parents are in Texas, so we weren't going to be terribly far from my parents. Um, so that made life, uh, <laughs> that was another plus. Another plus. And then, uh, I guess, I know you're going for your list of yes. reasons why. I guess I'll, I'll kind of chime in on mine so we can just kind of work through without yeah. jumping back and forth too much. Um, so for, uh, I'll stay on Mississippi for now, but, um, everyone, we, we did do one of our, um, second looks at Mississippi. That was the one we, <laughs> we took off. We drove all the way out there. We drove out to Mississippi, and we toured the pro- we stayed the night at an Airbnb, toured the program the next day, and then um, drove back. So it was a very crazy trip. Uh, and then we we came back home, and the next day I went to Wellstar. We'll talk about Wellstar later. Um, but during that trip, it was it was nice to meet the program director, very nice guy, very nice gentleman. Met the program coordinator, met some of the attendings, got a tour of the hospital. It it was you know all pretty impressive. It was a, a very Nice looking hospital, very good program. Yeah, and I'm trying to not paint everything with a brush because you you see the pictures on the videos and everything. It's a very nice and very pretty. Seems like a pretty nice quaint town. Uh, Corinth, Mississippi, is anyway. But we came in the middle of winter, and <laughs> uh, I'm used to Washington winters, uh, where Washington winters are very green. You're still very green. you know it's the evergreen state, so you get. Everything's still very much alive. You might have a lot of gray clouds and whatnot, but you... uh, So, Washington winters are are pretty nice. I understand, like, Midwestern winters can be very dead feeling. Like, everything dies because the trees are deciduous trees. So, (laughs) they die, and it looks pretty dead. And we came on a particular day where it was kind of overcast, maybe some rain and... Uh, everything was dead so it wasn't the most impressive view of the city but you know what how can you how much can you judge from a city based off of like a few hours of you spending it inside of it but everyone was very nice everyone uh, seemed to be very good um, the the um, chief resident that was giving me the tour was very ha- uh, happy to do that I can also kind of sense that she had she was <laughs> tired from the entire Uh, Ordeal of interviews and second looks, and that she might have been like on her end of, you know, this is like, you know, how many people who have come in the program. I would rather just not be doing this (laughs) sort of thing anymore. She, but she was nice. She answered all the questions. She was very hospitable. Um, I think she was heading off to a, a critical care fellowship or a pulmonology fellowship, something like that. So, very nice individual and she shared a story about how when she moved in her neighbors immediately came over and helped him helped her move into her house offered to give her any help that she might need like it was very hospitable everyone was very friendly uh it's something that is kind of relatively foreign even here in georgia where people are pretty friendly in georgia uh, we don't really know our neighbors and it, got, it gave me the feeling that in Corinth there was a kind of a hearkening back to a time when uh, you knew your neighbors and your your neighbors were um, really part of your immediate community, whereas now sometimes it, your community is really more of the people you regularly associate with and they may not be your neighbors. So that was something that we really liked about Corinth. Um, I'm trying to think. but And the other thing we talked about was it does, for me anyway, it had a fellowship. It had... A cardiology fellowship they I think they did three fellows a year and generally they like to take one from the program so for me that wants to keep the door open for cardiology that was a fantastic opportunity to possibly yeah. match into a cardiology it fellowship. A,
0: well I think they opened up a couple more slots so I think it was a one-in-eight shot
1: yeah they did increase the fellowship uh, oh then they increased the the, the, re, the resident uh, internal medicine class so it was a bit bigger. But the hospital was very busy. Uh, It was one of the only hospitals in a very wide radius so a lot of stuff happened at that hospital and the residents, um, I was basically told, are essentially running most of the hospital. So they have an ED residency, they have internal med, they might have like another one but essentially the residents are the primary medical services of course you have attendings and other people but the residents are taking care of a bulk major, a bulk part of the uh, patients in that hospital so that was appealing and terrifying all at once (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then during my second look I did run across another Trinity student who matched there and he seemed rather happy with the the situation so um, it was a good program I, I think we went there. We really enjoyed the conversations. It really solidified where Magnolia ended up in our list. Right. Uh, Phoenix. Um, Karen, already mentioned we we knew somebody there, uh, and it's Matt Barvo. We we've, we we've had him on the program before. Very smart guy. Very sharp. Uh, it's a big program. I think they took like 26 residents um, plus another 20. I think, or maybe another 10 or so in transitional year. So they have uh, a ton, Well, oh, maybe it's preliminary, it's either transitional or preliminary, um, but they take a lot of residents every year. So it's a big program at a big hospital in Phoenix. And they didn't directly have a cardiology fellowship, but they had a lot of good affiliations. Uh, I think they had a GI fellowship, which is why Matt was going really like that area. But it was uh, associated with like St. Joseph's Hospital and a few other ones. Um, Again, very busy medical services, very academic focus. And, you know, it's Creighton University. It's a university program. So it has that a little extra prestige. And that's why it was kind of appealing to me is that this is a very much university program. And so uh, you're going to have a little bit of that edge when you get into the cardiology fellowship. If you get if I Again, I go that route. So that, and then I think they did mention um, that they were working on opening a cardiology fellowship. So it was uh, that thought process of, well, maybe I, I will have opportunities for a cardiology fellowship within their own program. Anyway, so that's why Creighton was my number one. Um, we've kind of jumped over Cape Fear a little okay. bit. So you'll, you'll go ahead, Karen.
0: Okay. So North Carolina was number one for me just because so it was a university program that Eric was hoping to get um in addition to that it it's very reminiscent of Wash. it's a southern a southern Washington is what <laughs> <laughs> is kind of what I was thinking obviously I've never been to North Carolina but looking at the photos and looking at the map it's Two hours from the beach. It's two or three hours to the mountains, which is very reminiscent of where we're from. It's very similar. Um, And it's green. And when you talk to anyone in the South and ask them if you had to move to a different Southern state, where would you move? It's almost always North Carolina or South Carolina. So, um that <laughs> that was that appealing played on. that was ap- appealing we're not opposed to the south it's still within driving distance to Eric's parents and if my parents move where um, eventually they're thinking about if it. and when they move if and when they move um we would be within driving distance of them as well um
1: cost of living was pretty cost of good.
0: living is pretty good obviously we can afford to get a house <laughs> as we are so that was appealing and then, two, it's it's a little bit bigger than Corinth, Mississippi. So you have some of the same amenities that it's it's. There's more amenities there than there are here in Warner Robins.
1: Yeah, it's a much bigger city than Warner Robins is. But uh, we com- don't.
0: Yeah, but we don't necessarily have to live within the city. But we're close enough to. So we our house is not in. Fayetteville. Our house will be just outside
1: about yeah, Rayford area. Rayford area, just so. right outside of Fayetteville. Um, yeah. So that so you, you, No, that was kind of my thought process
0: uh, along those lines. It was more appealing to me because we could be we could be city adjacent, but we could still have all the city amenities.
1: Yeah, I I liked it from. Most of that as well. It had a lot of the Washington vibes, uh, if I can say that. Uh, it had Washington vibes in a southern state. Um, it, House Living was great, and it was a Campbell University, so it had a university tag on it. Uh, it's not Campbell University, and I think Charlotte is the, the main... Um, I think that's the main city. I think it's Charlotte. I could be wrong. Um, But it's, you know, it's Campbell University at Cape Fear. So it's a little bit smaller. Uh, It's not, I think, not really a level one trauma, which is kind of neither here nor there. You do see a lot of acuity. They do have a military base in the area and a pretty good sized population. So you're going to see a wide variety of stuff. Like sometimes... Uh, there's certain, and we'll get to these programs later, uh, where they talk about how, hey, this is more of a, an older community where you're going to see a lot of older patients, and so you're going to see a lot of older patient problems, whereas uh, in other communities you have a, a variety. You, you're internal medicine, so you're going to see just about any adult. So you're going to see, you know, obviously I'm always going to see older patients. Like that's, <laughs> that is just going to be the na- nature of medicine just in general, unless you go pediatrics, then good on you or OBGYN, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but internal medicine, you're going to see a lot of older patients because older patients seem to, you know, have more chronic issues, more, more issues in general. So um, that's just going to be your bread and butter. But this is a community where you have a very good mixture and also, it is a mixture of social, economic mixture as well. So you're going to see a wide variety of different acuities, different uh, problems, maybe hopefully more rarer stuff. Um, and it's supposedly one of the biggest hospitals in the area. It's one of the busiest EDs in. Like, I think it's in the top ten EDs in the country as far as busyness goes. So uh, lots of stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> it could be, uh, and it could be stuff that I end up seeing. So I, I knew for sure I was going to get a pretty good training. I, it was one of my, I think my first interview it I had very first interview. and the program director was very nice. Very, uh, a lot of family focused questions. It seemed that the program director was very family oriented and uh, I, don't know, I was just pretty impressed by him. I was impressed by the entire program during the interview. So that all kind of led into like, oh, I really like this. I, I didn't think I did very good in the interview, to be completely frank. So as much as I was ranking it number two, I wasn't really sure they were ranking me anywhere. Uh, so uh, I was just, you know, we obviously matched there. So we're pretty happy uh, with that, how that turned out. Um, let's see. And then they also do have a cardiology fellowship. Thank you. You're going to see, you're going to kind of see this theme kind of keep coming up. Uh, So they have a cardiology fellowship. I do not know what the habits are of whether they take from the, within their own program, but that kind of tells me cardiology fellowship. They have some teaching attendings. And maybe if I get an elective, I can learn something interesting and new, build some connections and kind of figure out how to get into my own cardiology fellowship, whether it's at Fayetteville or somewhere else. So that was, and then of course it's university. They had research, um, because if you want to do fellowship, you got to do research. So they have uh, research help. They I don't remember, like, research coordinators or something like that that help with the research stuff.
0: And this was also one of the programs that had, since it is associated with the school, it has a um, simulation lab that you guys have access to. Yes. Um, yes. Which was interesting. And I think they have four or five different uh dummies that have different simulations so yeah that was interesting that was just something on the website that you didn't necessarily see with other programs um and each program has their own little things that are going to be different
1: um on point of care ultrasound was another focus i had talked to the program director and he was talking about how he uh i think he was in really getting into that and that was that was going to be a core part of the education because like ultrasound is not new it's obviously ultrasounds have been around for a while but more point of care bedside ultrasound which can provide you some really interesting clinical data uh if you're a, if you're good at it you have you know, ultrasound is one of those imaging techniques that really depends on the skill of the operator because uh, you can't just point and shoot you got to know what you're looking for where you, in how to use the probe and how to k- take use the machine in general. So. Uh, I was really, I really want to be good at it. I, even if I don't become a cardiologist, there's so many things I can do as a hospitalist or whatever I end up doing uh, that could use point of care ultrasound. And so if I can get good at it as a resident, I don't have to try to figure out how to get good at it as a attending. So and that was also another kind of perk for the program uh, that they were really building that out and emphasizing it. I don't know. Some programs are a little bit more robust, and they give like they have like butterflies or they have other handheld ultrasounds available. I don't know if this program really does that, but you know, we'll one see. step at a time, we'll <laughs> find out.
0: <laughs> so moving on,
1: so that, that basically is that's the top. That's that was the, the top, top three. three, that was the top tier. Um, throughout the entire pro after we got through the last interview, we did divide up the uh, all these programs into these tiers. And we definitely spent time thinking about them. We tried doing second looks at most. I mean, it's interesting because for me, the top two programs were Crichton and Cape Fear. uh, But we didn't. We had emailed about a second look at Cape Fear and we never got a response about it. I think the first response was uh, we were not doing anything until maybe February. And at that point, we'll let you know. And then I, I think I, I followed up on another email and never heard anything back. So it was like, ooh, I didn't I don't think I interviewed great and they're not talk, they're not talking to me. So I, I really wonder if they are particularly interested in me this at this point.
0: But that just kinda goes to show rank rank your list as as you would like to go. Go. Not necessarily how you think you did.
1: Right. So I so the top two programs is interesting to me we didn't get second looks for um and we did get a second look at magnolia which we mentioned before which again I really solidified that it should be number three and stay at number three um we were the next year we're talk about number four because I think we were debating whether number four shouldn't be number three that was the i think the only one that I felt like yeah was it- really like a toss-up, like might have might have moved in tiers. Like most every program stayed in its tier. No one ever fell out of its tier during our debates and conversations about which which program should be ranked where, <laughs> which one would we like to go to most.
0: But uh, Dignity Health in Phoenix was number four, um, and I the reason why it was number four, to be completely blunt, was. Because it is a brand new program. I think if it, if it was Wait, not... Is that
1: the reason why it didn't make it to number three, or is that the reason why...
0: I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think so, because um, Eric had come off of the Gainesville rotation. He had talked with one of the people in the inaugural yeah. class for that. And we that, talked
1: about that a little bit last, last week.
0: Yeah, and how, I mean, the program is figuring it out. You're figuring it out. You don't necessarily have other students to turn to because you are the first class. So that kind of put us on guard of inaugural classes. But the reason why it was ranked number four was because... um,
1: (laughs) So it's in Phoenix, Arizona. It is in Phoenix, Arizona. So all the same reasons why we liked and were nervous about Phoenix apply.
0: (laughs) Right. It did pay better than the Creighton program, however.
1: It was like... $2,000, $4,000 Two thousand, four thousand more. Yeah, <laughs> so it, 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 was it was a, a little, significantly uh, more better pay. <laughs> it, yeah,
0: uh, I think it was more than that. But, um, but, um, the program director had been a program director before. For so twenty
1: six years. Yeah.
0: So he he knew what he was doing. Um, he also, in the interview, talked about how he did not understand why
1: programs work their residents as hard, as hard as they do why why programs make their residents work 80 hours a week or more uh, allegedly <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to work more than 80 hours
0: um because <laughs> as a doctor you're never going to be doing that
1: yeah, like no no doctor hired by a hospital works 80 hours a week so why are we making residents do that
0: so we felt like uh the work-life balance might be pretty good in that program and then they had talks about. They had plans for setting up fellowships. One mm-hmm. was a cardiology fellowship, and when Eric was talking, um, the program's over with Dr. Poku. Yeah, um, in his cardiology rotation, Dr. Poku was looking at who they had on staff and who was, and their who core was going faculty. to be yeah who was going to be teaching and whatnot. And they had he knew a lot of them and he really respected their work and
1: uh, He thought that they were good they were exceptional doctors
0: yeah so in that sense eric thought that he would get a good education
1: well i, I can talk more about yeah go for but, it but i wanted you to put like what appealed well, to you all the
0: same things appealed in addition to the i thought the work-life balance would be good and i would actually see you
1: oh okay uh, yeah, so what Karen said about the, that particular cardiologist, Dr. Poku, so his recommendation really weighs a lot to me because electrophysiologist, one of the smartest guys I've met um, and uh, some of the, one of the nicest guys I've met too. Um, so I really took a lot of his advice into account. He gave me some advice about how to ask about attendings and whether the attendings were uh, hired on by the hospital for the so for the purpose of being a teaching attending, or if they were just an internal medicine service that was being contracted and they were also going to be teaching. Uh, there's a little bit of a difference there. Um, but these people, I, I, I asked this program that question, and they were all people hired specifically to teach. And um, the other thing that was also kind of impressive with the program was that it appeared that they had hired faculty and they were up to staff. Like they weren't like they weren't going to just figure it out and, you know, expand as they found the need for. They had a full core faculty. They had everything built out, Um, like everything was really ready, ready to go. And again, these are pretty good sized hospitals in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and then I think also it just doesn't hurt though. There, there was one faculty member who, um, like it was like what you dream of when you interview, where no matter what you say, you just knocked it out of the park with this guy. Like, and, and this is the guy's it was just this guy's personality. One of their core faculty guys. Um, He would ask you a question and you would answer it as best you can. And then he would explain to you why your answer was just the best answer. And (laughs) I really appreciated that because it was like, I feel really good about my answers now, even though like I usually leave these interviews second guessing how I said things. And this guy was basically like, you said this, and that makes me think of this, this, and this, and this is why this is such a great answer, and that makes you, a re- you're going to be a really good doctor. And then one time, we got back to the main lobby, because uh, during these Zoom interviews, everyone goes back to the main lobby before you do another breakout room, and this guy was like, why can't we just take all of these people? Why can't we just accept all of them? <laughs> and it was like, oh, this guy is so nice. Uh, so it makes you feel really good about it, and... So that was also pretty impressive to me and something I really liked. Um, I'm trying to think of what else with this book. It was, it was a lot of things going for it that, like Karen said, like inaugural programs make you nervous because you don't have any senior residents to bounce any ideas off of. You are it. You There's... You and your peers, and that's it. And there's no one else to help you. Your attendings are there, of course, but, you know, attendings are attendings, you know. <laughs> you want to impress your attendings. You want to kind of work your way up the ladder a little bit. You And so there was a little bit of nervousness in my part about an inaugural program. Um, but with all the experience that they were bringing to the table, it made me feel a little bit better about it, that it wasn't going to be a disaster. Everyone seemed pretty nice, everyone seemed pretty straight, um, like they were <laughs> ready and willing to help. Um, I think, if I remember right, this particular program director, he did this um, service where he would fly in to, I think, Mexico and do like a week-long clinic or two weeks and residents could go along and do that. Um, so that was, all, I mean, there was a outstanding faculty from top to bottom. I think if I had to be one thing critical about, I think we're talking some more time on interviews, but one thing critical about my performance on that interview, I think he, uh, the program director asked me why not surgery? Because I had talked about um, being a a surgery coordinator for many years. And um, part of my, my, my spiel of some of these interviews was talking about how, uh, especially when they ask you, what do you want to do in internal medicine? Like I would always talk about how, uh, I have a, a lot a big pretty good interest in cardiology um, possibly some procedural cardiology but I'm open to things like like just like when I started medical school I started medical school thinking I wanted to be a surgeon and as I got to third year I decided that surgery was not really going to be my thing and so here I am uh, and so I'm gonna take the same approach into inter- into internal medicine that I have this uh, emphasis towards cardiology but along the way if I find something else that really captures my attention I might just focus over on that And well, then he this particular program director was like so why not surgery and, and I wasn't really expecting that question I'll be completely honest and I wasn't really ready for it and so I gave some answer about how a lot of the surgeons I had worked with in third year seemed not the happiest of individuals and they were on multiple divorces well, it turns out that this program director is you know, has had at least one divorce. So I <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I kinda of put my foot in my mouth a little bit on that one and it was just like, ah shoot. And I did my research ahead of time because like it mentioned somewhere in his bio, like recently married, you know, had some adult children and I'm just like, Oh my gosh <laughs> The odds are this guy's like had at least one divorce and then here I am I'm bashing an entire field based off of like multiple divorces from surgeons and stuff I don't know anyway um, but dignity the health was number four and I think that was the that was the one program that we were like oh should this be number three <laughs> should this move up um, just because of how well and I should also say like they were also had plans of doing a cardiology fellowship yeah. as well and th- another cardiology related thing they had someone on their core faculty this wasn't the one that Dr. Pokey pointed out. But they had someone on their core faculty that was, um, I guess, very intimately involved in um, innovation and inventions and basically making devices and uh, equipment. And he was involved in the research and development of stuff that would go into cardiology field. So, like, this is somebody who's thinking about what's next (laughs) so it's like if i can learn underneath this guy i could this could really be something else learning what's the next thing and what's next iteration in medicine and treatment and cardiology it would be um would i feel like would give me an edge and at least as far as practicing medicine so uh, that was also something that kind of was exciting to me about this particular program um i did bring up our list because sometimes you get There's 10 programs, and we have spent a lot of time thinking about these programs. Um, Oops, I just have to, I lost it a little bit here. Uh, Karen, filibuster, filibuster.
0: (laughs) 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 I think the next ones on the list were, so the other middle programs were two programs in Michigan. Well, Star. WellStar and Mich- the two so programs. So, WellStar in
1: Michigan. and then our two Michigan programs.
0: So, um,
1: talk about WellStar. Marietta, WellStar, Marietta, Kenneth Stone.
0: Yes. So, we did drive through um, and we did look at.
1: We went to the aquarium.
0: Yeah, we went to the aquarium with the kiddos. We did dr- take a detour, drive through Marietta. We did just pull up random homes for sale on Zillow and <laughs> within a driving distance from the hospital, and we're just like,
1: hmm. not the not the best strategy to be completely on. It was it was a it was a, a, it was it was a totally a, of the moment, a, yeah fly uh, by the seat of the pants. We got all the kids in from the the aquarium, which was like, oh my gosh, we were herding cats in the <laughs> aquarium. I'm glad we have all of our kids. And then it was like, we should head home. Hey, you know, Marietta's not that far from here. We should just. Go swing by and see what it looks like. Yeah. I will say
0: around the hospital looked beautiful. Um, and the hospital itself looked nice. Huge, huge yeah. hospital. Um, they did offer some interesting amenities.
1: Yeah, they had a concierge service. Uh, that was for all employees. But they, like, let's say you needed do an oil change on your car. You would just contact the concierge service and say, hey, my car needs an oil change. And they will say, Great. And they would arrange it. They would schedule it. They would take your car in and get the oil change done. You you would pay them, of course. Like, obviously, they're not doing everything for free. But, like, oh, you'd be like, oh, I need these dry clean. They would do the dry cleaning. If you need groceries, they'll get the groceries for you. Like
0: uh, They'll plan your vacation. So, all, all those things. So that was an interesting perk
1: that... Uh, no one else had. No one else... Have, I've never heard of this perk before. It's, it's kind of cool because, like, you're a busy resident. And, you know, in between... Trying to learn new things during on on the wards or, or um, y- your daily life, like the last thing you want to do is a menial task that just takes up time that you know it takes away time that you could be spending with your family or you could be out seeing friends or you know doing other more enriching things that will bring more, other meaning to your life. So it's nice that hey, instead of spending an hour at the grocery store. To get my groceries for the week, I can hire this concierge service and they would just do it. Like, that was, again, a, a nice perk. I, I can see the reason why they have it and why it's uh, kind of a cool thing. They have a whole bunch of other perks as well. but
0: Yeah. So, the farther circle from... As you circle out from the hospital, it becomes less maybe A little nice. less desirable. So... Um, when we were looking we we're like, okay, well we wouldn't live in Marietta, we would live outside of which I mean we're we
1: probably would have lived north of Marietta. Yeah.
0: But. Um Perkso, close to a Costco, close to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: you had lots of stuff in the area. Like yeah. you were not gonna be lacking in yeah. options. It
0: was relatively close to um, the Elu's um
1: and we would have been... Yeah, we would have been pretty close to the elus and the, De, uh, the Dills. Dills. Yeah, thank you. Um,
0: so some other Trinity families. Um, and then, again, if we stay in the South, we are relatively close to Eric's parents. And theoretically, at some point in time, my parents. And
1: I mean, not to bemoan the point, but we, we do like Georgia. I mean, yeah. it's been a great home for us for the last two years. This would be a little bit further north. And honestly... Uh, northern Georgia is a bit nicer. <laughs> it's got the it's on the on the foothills of the Appalachian Trail. It's a little bit greener. Um, so generally, northern new- Northern Georgia is a little bit nicer. Um,
0: we wouldn't have to change a whole. A little, yeah, we would just change
1: our address, but we wouldn't have to get new licenses. Uh, The move would be just a couple hours up the road, up the highway and not like six hours or which is what it is now. Uh, So like, there was definitely some perks like, oh, we could buy a house. We could possibly buy a house in in northern Georgia. It depends on it would really have to be the right spot in the right Mm -hmm. location as as usual. But Georgia is also pretty affordable. Um, So there's, again, a lot of really kind of neat things about the area. I don't know what else was...
0: That was about it.
1: Okay. I, we did do... I did I did do a second... Well, it wasn't a second look. They they, they really emphasized that it was not a second look and that it was... A um, tour. A tour. And a lot of people showed up to it. Um, so there was a lot of people who were really interested. I think it was another one of those bigger programs taking... Eh, I forget the number. It was around 20 uh, uh, residents per year big hospital big hospital lots of family medicine and total medicine i believe emergency medicine um there's a lot of specialties I, I think they also had obgyn um so like very big teaching hospital this was not not a university it's not a university program or anything like that but big hospital big teaching uh, atmosphere to it um I don't know. I, uh, what impressed me on the interview was they talked um, a lot about they have, how they had a cardiology department that was very active and very eager to teach and that they were very eagerly looking for residents that wanted to go into cardiology. When I talked to the residents uh, that were doing the interview... They were like, well, no one in our our class really wants to do cardiology, so no one, we can't really hook you up with anyone who could speak to the cardiology aspect of stuff. But whenever you do rotations in cardiology or electives, the attendings are very attentive and very interested in people teaching you cardiology, and they want to do research and they really are looking for people who are interested in cardiology. I don't believe they had a cardiology fellowship. I could be wrong.
0: I don't think that they did. Um, but I think they're...
1: They had a really good track record of placing m- Yes, placing residents into fellowships. So uh, you'll see that also as we go down this list as well, as the um, presence of a fellowship was uh, generally a plus, and then if that didn't exist, the success rate of the program of actually placing residents into fellowship, which isn't... It isn't just like okay. Does the program have great connections? Uh, Sometimes it's also uh, the program has
0: along with their scores and.
1: Do they also have the infrastructure, the support staff that kind of can help mentor you? Like, oh, you want to do this? Let me guide you in the direction in order to be successful at that. Like, just like in medical school, it's good to have advisors who can tell you, hey, if you want to do orthopedics, you have to do four or five electives in your. Um, your fourth year so you you need good advisors who can give you good advice in order to get to where you want um, usually if a program has really good success at placing residents into fellowships that can generally mean that they have good support staff that can, and good mentorship so that was something that uh, you'll see as we go down this list as well um, so uh, my my thought with wallstar was it, it had a lot of really cool perks it was really nice um paid okay. It wasn't, like, it wasn't the best I've ever seen. It wasn't the worst. Um, they had, like, a, they had child care. Uh, I, I know that's a perk, but it was, like, I don't know, it was, like, 1, yeah, 1, a 1000 to 1200 a month. A lot
0: of the programs will have child care, but it's competitive to get into, and it's not cheap.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, well, I think they mentioned, oh, yeah, it's, like, $1,200 per a child. And it's, just like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> my, my take-home is this, my rent's this, like, oh, um, you know, it's especially like, oh, we have how many kids? Even if I put two kids in there. Like, I'm, I'm just never gonna. I'm just gonna hand my paycheck back to the, <laughs> back to the, the hospital. Um, but they also had, I, I believe, they had um, meal, good meal perks as well. Um, it was, it was a, a, a solid hospital, a solid program. Um, I think there was a moment where I thought about maybe raising that one up as well, a little higher on the list. Um, but I think it was, I was pretty happy with where it was. I think it did go up a little bit. I think our Michigan programs might have been above it at one point, and we did bump it up a little higher based off of this the tour. It was not a second look because we didn't meet any faculty. <laughs> um, my my biggest um, critique when it comes to oh man, we're not even halfway through this list.
0: Yeah, we might have to, we'll have that to do ahead. a part
1: two, I guess. Um, my biggest critique with these uh, second looks slash tours is that some are I I definitely preferred the solo tours where you just went by yourself and toured something and you got to kind of meet people at a different pace um I the Valdosta one wasn't too bad either but like inevitably if you do a group tour you get these (sighs) residents and medical students you I'm sure you'll if you haven't met them yet you'll meet them are are incredible brown nosers Uh, (laughs) like medicine in general. And especially in like the residency process, everyone's looking for an edge. Everyone's looking for any way to get ahead, any way to get an advantage. Um, Everyone wants the match. Everyone wants the job. And so you're you're doing what it takes to get a job. And a lot of times that just kind of like shameless pandering or shameless brown nosing that goes on. And some of it is like very frustrating because like I'm not, i'm not a very charismatic person i don't know if you can tell you know (laughs) (laughs) um so you put me in a group i'm like i'm not really there to like i can't i don't know i can't shake hands and kiss babies as well as the next person i'm not i'm not that well polished um i almost get that mixed up you know shake babies kiss hands but (laughs) i got it i got nailed it on the first try uh so I'm not very good. And so like watching these people who are just shamelessly uh, brown nosing. Um, and then sometimes like people ask like some strange questions where it's just like maybe maybe save that for a different conversation. Like, <laughs> well, maybe word that. Think about how you're going to word that question before you do it. So the Star one had a, like a lot of people. Some of them were pretty cool. I think the Trinity student was there when I was doing it. So that was nice to kind of see a, a Trinity student and chat with him. Um, but it, like everyone's like, you know, I, I think I call it peacocking as well. Like everyone's got to put the, the colorful feathers out and be like, Hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm interesting and exciting. And it's like, they didn't even give us name tags. <laughs> so like, unless they like threw up the picture, which they do sometimes on, on these resident things and be like, who remembers this guy from that tour? I'm like, eh, I don't know. So, I generally like, I like to just observe, listen, watch, um, do my best to not fall on my face, make any stupid comments, and so, anyway. The Well, so, the tour went well. I think it was interesting, but it's also, I don't know, there was some tricky parts, where it was like, they dismissed us, but then they are like, hey, who wants to see the continuity care clinic? And it's like, I gotta go see the continuity care clinic. <laughs> okay, this is like this I is just, a test. I just drove to Mississippi. I drove back from Mississippi. I had like a five hours sleep, and now I'm up in Atlanta. And I gotta drive back, and not to mention, like I'm on Dr. Shikarappa's service, so like I know when I'm, I'm I get back, I have like a presentation to give and I'm going to be a cat to be on the ball. So like, I'm tired. I just want to go home. I've been, I've been moving around all this, all whole lot. So, but like, uh, you can't just be like, nope, I'm out of here, but peace. I don't care about the continuity clinic. You actually do have to go to the continuity clinic and be like, Oh, how interesting. (laughs) It's a clinic. (laughs) Um,
0: so I think we will, we're almost at an hour right now. So I think we'll split this in. Half So that was the first half of our list.
1: Yeah, we'll call this part one. Part one. (laughs) Next week we'll do part two. (laughs) Unless something drastic happens and then you just have to wait on pins and needles.
0: (laughs) But realistically, once we got past our top three, it became difficult to rank programs because you really were splitting hairs. So like Eric mentioned that Wellstar beat it, out the Michigan ones but I think a lot of that had to do with location
1: yeah and, and just because of like oh well I can drive two hours up north and get get you know we can be moved in whereas Michigan is a a very detailed plan up to get to Michigan like but the program like programs great all the programs and the, like this middle tier was like Karen said it was really hard like dignity health might have been just like the best of the I think there's like five in this group maybe there's four um one two three four. yeah four in this group um dignity was probably the best and was most likely to stay at the top but like any not of the not other having a gone a, anywhere what's that
0: any of the other could have been anywhere in that rotation and been
1: yeah but or like what, what dignity health had you know if there was a we got another bad vibe about inaugural classes we could have dropped in the health down like but any of these four could have been like in any position and we would have been you know probably just as happy um with if, if we would have gotten any of them like honestly this, this middle four was like this is a solid middle four i don't think we would be mad about any of these yeah um so not that you would be mad about any of that's really <laughs> you want to be so happy, you be with, happy, any happy of with anything i <laughs> oh, sorry but
0: um yeah so we will Pick up at number six next week. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, we'll either message you back privately or we will discuss it on the show. Um, my uh, family
1: MedFamilyMD <laughs> for Instagram. And then uh, follow us on any of the podcasting sites. We appreciate that. You guys have a good rest of your week. We will talk to you next week.
0: Bye.